Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, I got to tell you about football gravy. It don't matter if you join the Circus Army or Navy, because there's nowhere to stop football. Greg, and we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. My name is Mark White, and as always, it's my pleasure to say hello to Mr. James Elwer. The, the people spoke, but we ignored those people and came back anyway. <laughs> Good to be back. It is indeed, it is indeed. Uh, Mr. Ben Jones has a runoff to chase Jack Sparrow in the Navy, as mentioned. Uh, we've sought out new talent. We scoured the world to find someone with the skills, the voice, and the knowledge to um, fill that void. And uh, James Richardson was busy, so instead we've got our next best thing. We have Mr. Gavin Stone. Hello. Hi, guys. Nice to be with you. It's exactly. I feel like uh, I hope I'm more of a Luis Suarez, kind of joining a late company and I step up to the game. Yep. Not more like a David Moyes, who clearly... We'll soon find out. Yeah, so if you sack me by the end of the night, then I'm clearly um, heading to Spain to manage some crappy club. If you start babbling about conspiracies within the first five minutes yep. in the fixture list, then we'll know the know you're in trouble. Yes. I want to give you a bite guard very soon. Though. Yep. Yeah, hopefully I haven't... I've bitten off more than I can chew. Oh. Yes, it begins. Early pun. Early pun. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Clearly here for puns and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, good. Uh, get listeners up to speed. The teams you follow, your uh, football career. You just say 30 seconds, 20 seconds about that. Uh, I've been a Crystal Palace fan for as long as I can remember. Although I liked Everton when I was a very young lad. And uh, but yeah, I was there in the early glory days of Palace, the FA Cup finals, and good. finishing third in the league. Was that Padre's heyday? That was actually he took him a while to get, get you know, taken in by the fans. It was Coppel's heyday and right oh, and yeah. bright and Eric Young and Andy Thorne and all those. Yeah, okay. Eddie McGoldrick. Good, good, good. Yes, classic. classic yeah, <laughs> but we've now got you know probably arguably a better team than that. You know, I heard just someone saying the other day that they think it's Palace's best ever team. Well, the thing about it is when a sub comes on. And I look at the 11, you're not sat there going, oh, get that dickhead off. Like, yeah. what, what is he doing? There's been so many times in you, you know, watching Palace, you're like, oh, I don't bring him on or take him off. And now I'm kind of like, oh, no, I quite like him. Yeah, yeah what are you doing? Spoiled like choice. Yeah, it's yeah. like, what, we've got a squad. What's going on? Okay, good, good. Uh, Welcome, once more. Um, as always, if you want to get in touch with us, facebook.com, footballgravy, and footballgravy at gmail.com. Now, as always, we will go into our opening question, and rather fittingly, um, as we've replaced Bendy and Gav, if you could replace anyone in the world of football, who would you replace and why, Mr. Jim Oa? Um, so, obviously, we've been out of the game for a while, so I don't have a funny answer, because I've just been so miserable that I've not been able to do podcasts. I'll just go with a practical one. I would basically replace all commentators with Martin Tyler and Gary Neville, because they're just tremendous, and it would make all football watching... A more pleasant experience. Simple yeah. as that. That's a fair call. I think, uh, yeah, that'd be excellent. I'm, I'm just trying to think of who would miss out on Robbie Slater and Mark Bosnich. Yeah. yeah. And, Andy Walker, Andy Townsend. Just life would be a. They, it would possibly cease a lot of wars. <laughs> Stop Andy Townsend yes. talking about in and around. I'm sure. As societies are all just you know, progress so much further. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you have an opening shot across the bell? Mr. Gavinstone? I'd like, I'd like to see one of the old school comedy managers come back in and manage like one of the big clubs. You know, Redknapp got close <laughs> with Spurs, but you know, you just you know bring back Bobby Robson and stick him in charge of United for a little while. And, I'm thinking Barry Fry. Yeah, Barry Fry would be awesome. 
you know, how that man never managed to club high in the top two. Oh, you know, he made it to the top second division. Yeah. You know, he, you know yeah, he did. Peter Burry got him up and, but he would have been, he would have been classic, you know, just imagine him at Arsenal. <laughs> now boys, <laughs> stop passing it along the floor. <laughs> this is what you're doing. <laughs> like, yeah. Just playing down the line. Yeah. You know? So you send, uh, send Murazaka up front. Yep. That'd be perfect. Yeah. That's what Arsenal need. Yeah, yeah no, I'd like to see that. I'm all behind that. All right, nice. Uh, I'll, I'll go with a slightly different tack. And, uh, you know, Rooney hasn't been playing so great lately. I think it's, you know, five goals in nine months or something. Uh, so I would replace Wayne Rooney with me because that would be kind of fun. I think it'd be pretty awesome. Just, you know, if we're going to take this rule and run with it. I'm not going to gonna get any other opportunity to get in there. So You would have to see Van Hal's balls. So. Eesh. Uh... I mean, his face is bad enough, but... Yeah, that's, that's a tough call. World fame, football, money, playing in the EPL versus seeing his... Oh, I'll just stay as a podcaster, I think. So. No, 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 I want to see the moment when you score your first goal in front of 70,000 at Old Trafford and you whip off your shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and run around and... They'll, they'll play that footage. The beast. That yeah. footage will be played side by side with Giggs when he scored that goal for the uh, FA Cup yeah. run yeah. for Arsenal. Giggs will hang his head in shame. <laughs> well, he's yeah. got a girly chest, doesn't he? Yeah, he does in comparison. Yeah. Yes, he does. He does. Um, yeah, okay, well, that's me. And because I'm self indulgent, I'm going to give me the points this week. Anyhow. Narcissist. Uh, yeah, that too. Well, you've got to be if you're going to play me. I should be about to. So. True. Yes. Okay, so uh, EPL weekend is, of course, over. Um, it's big matches with um, some of them in a huge historical context. Uh, none was bigger than the um, two powerhouses of um, Manchester City and Newcastle United. Uh, so um, Aguero began fifth player in EPL history to score five goals in a game um, uh, in record time. Six-one winners they were. Jim, you tipped Newcastle be nowhere near the relegation battle in the previous pod and. Um, Listen, it's, hey, er, it's early. It's early. <laughs> it's early days. We're at, although it doesn't look like it, we're a lot better than we were last season. Yeah. When Aldum's great player and Bemba's good, I, I still have faith we'll, we'll finish 17th. So this was a fluke by City? No. Well, to be honest, Hart made a good yeah. save when it was 1-0 at Newcastle. It could have gone 2-0 and then it would have been 6-2. So... <laughs> Very good. No, I mean, that the trio of De Bruyne, Silva and Aguero was just scary for about half an hour. A healthy Aguero is, first, is worth two Wijnaldums or whatever. Yeah, yeah okay. oh no, about ten Wijnaldums. Ten, yeah, the other way Ten million uh, Obertans. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's good because there's not actually many proper strikers anymore. Guys who you go, cool, he's going to get you 20, 30 goals and you, he's up there. And, he, and, and someone said European teams just don't produce... Well, Europe doesn't produce strikers anymore. Yeah. South America produces them. Mm. And they, you know, size will bag a lot of goals. And because we play with all these fancy kind of like, oh, let's not really play with a forward, we'll just play with yeah, four also. people kind of, you know, up there, false nines. And it's the fancy tactics at the moment. But mm. yeah. it's kind of, I don't know, the game kind of misses having that hero that you can go, you know, yeah. 20 goals. And, well, these kids yeah. growing up these days, really, their the heroes are false nine. I mean, yeah. Really, yeah. It's not really I mean, you, see, you know, last year you had Kane who got probably about 30 goals, but he was kind of like a one-off. It seems like this season Jamie Vardy is that kind of yeah. one-off, just a striker. It's crazy form and you think he shouldn't be this good. Yeah. Um, or Glenn Murray like scoring six goals in, you know, in seven games or something. Yeah. Um, missed a penalty though. Yes. Missed yeah. a penalty. Can I, can I just raise a point as far as the um, Aguero getting his five goals? 
for those of you involved in fantasy football, there were about 700,000 EPL fantasy football managers that said Aguero was captain, and 20,000 of those had him as triple captain, so I think that was 50 points for double and 75 for triple captain. Holy shit. Yeah. There's uh, one guy in my comp who I just like thoroughly now. But was, yeah. that, was that me? Because I, I think I left it on Aguero about a month ago, and I eventually logged <laughs> back in. <laughs> <laughs> I've given, I've given up far sooner than ever. Like you, you miss a couple of weeks, and you're like, ah, oh, screw it. I, I pay no attention to your scores. So yeah, you know. need a motivator. Like meanwhile, you've got a competition, so the person who loses has to buy the other a football kit at the end of the season. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty gutted I wasted my triple captain on Benteke at <laughs> yeah. home versus Bournemouth or something. He did score one, yeah, but... Yeah, no, he did, yeah. He I don't have to hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, anyway. I am whipping your ass, though, at the moment. Yeah, it's at the moment, but it's like Newcastle, I mean, at the moment. I mean, they're not relegation fodder, apparently. So, so you're trying to finish fourth bottom, Whitey. Is that where you are? As long as he's third bottom, it doesn't matter, so it's all right. Yeah, yeah, the variety of finishes that Aguero had were yeah. pretty special as well. Yeah, and the head of a little dink, beautiful one the in dink. the corner. Yeah, dink was nice. Yeah, it was special. Yes. Look, if City say stay strong at the back without injuries, you know they should win the title. Yeah, as long as Aguero stays fit as well. I mean, yeah. that's their big outlet up front. And they've got a good team and they're playing well. Mm. Whereas United have got a shit team and they're somehow winning which helps yeah. and you can't see that that's always going to kind of and it keeps yeah. keeps swinging at the moment you just mm. you look, City looked unbeatable then they had two shitty games and then again I mean it's Newcastle so I wouldn't take too much in account but yeah. Sterling's not really done too much yet so they've still got him who can step mm. up and yeah, squad wise they should have enough on paper but mm. well, speaking of Manchester United I mean the uh, Arsenal win 3-0 against them uh there was a uh, Walcott feeding Sanchez. Uh, he previously fed Ozil, who previously fed Sanchez, and uh, both teams been very sporadic with the results. Um, and you and Arsenal, it's like Arsenal, like on the day they're amazing, world class, you know, beat any team kind of thing. And then on you know, four of the other weeks, they're just like you don't know what you're going to get, whether you know against Palace or, or which. But uh, you know, we, we, we in this match, sort of, is this a true? Representation of either team, or, or where does it lie? I mean, is it just manuous? As shit as what they were. I think Arsenal just blitzed them the mm. first twenty minutes. Sanchez is just in great form again, and I don't know. Wenger just just makes strange tactical decisions. And, well, Kaz, um, I think Kazoli playing as a he plays as a defensive midfielder, yeah. yeah, which is kind of weird. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. And, Check hasn't turned out quite as like you look early on like oh this is this is good yeah but it's going to take you know a new keeper always takes a little while to kind of settle in and because it's not a hugely solid defence in front of them either no. um, but like playing a spinner in that Champions League game was a weird weird decision which mm. backfired for him I'm always curious about things like that as far as when like you know being one is dropped or, or even just other general selection things I mean. Only the people in the in the club in the inner circle sort of know fully what's going on with you know players' heads or their injuries and things. I mean, like last season or season before, Shane Long had an injury which the club was trying to hide for a while, and that's why they weren't playing it very often. But uh, you know, sometimes it is just probably down to a manager saying, "I'm going to give this person game time," or I don't know, or you know, punish the other person or something like that. But it's yeah. just you never know too much. But it's always I don't know it's kind of addictive listening to stupid phone-ins and that, and people going ballistic. And you're like, just let it go. But yeah. 
Yeah, you, you sort of miss that not being in the UK. Like just the, yeah, the five o'clock, five o'clock yeah. just yeah. some of the people, especially the Scottish ones. Yeah. Uh, so you listen to over a while, it's like, I can't take it anymore. And then a couple weeks later, you have to listen oh, humanity. Yeah, very much. Um, but you, yeah, United are, I mean, United are a funny one. Like, they really, the year for that team on paper, hmm. and it's just a strange team. Yeah. It's got some quality. There it is, does. There yeah. is no doubting there is some quality. <coughs> and keeping together to being goal mm. is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Like that's like a signing for them and that will probably make them finish in the top four. If he'd gone, they were done for. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Because he pulled them out of shit so he's, often last year. He's so unique with the way he saves with his feet as well. So many times you see keepers trying to dive down that low and they can't get it, but he, the amount of saves he makes with his feet is just incredible. Yeah. Um, no, well, I mean, Menu, they've got Everton, Man City, and Palace coming up, so, you know, three strong teams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see how they go with those. Uh, yeah. But, um, uh, and speaking of Palace, the, uh, Palace 2 0 against West Brom with, uh, Kabai, who was a former member of my fantasy team, which I took out. Still um, pains me to see him playing for another team mm, in the Premiership. Yes. Because the pool of parts was too much. And he's, and just, yeah, he's, uh, the way they're playing is good. You know, they're playing good football. Yeah. And he's, um, he's still getting his fitness up. You know, he's, yeah, okay. he's, um, he's getting better each game. Mm. As long as he doesn't get injured, yep. he should be right. But the ball he played in for, it was like, for Balassi, the cross was fantastic. And then Balassi actually using his head. Like everyone thinks he's just got these amazing feet. Yeah. And he just dived in for it, didn't care about the keeper. He was brave, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So, but the, in that game, like Zaha was the one, like he's been a bit, he can be like a little, little kid sometimes, throws his toys out pram and he gets a bit sooky. Yeah. And he's, he's trying to get his confidence back. Cause when he left Palace, when we were in the championship, he was just flying. You know, yeah. you could see the talent there and the whole United thing just backfired for him. Yeah. And he's, and he's still trying to get his confidence up. But then you saw like a, a, on the weekend, he was just, yeah, when he plays like that. Um, it's pretty phenomenal yeah. to watch. Yeah, I think you were saying uh, felt sorry for Chris Brunt. Yes, yes. <laughs> he just got absolutely hammered. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and they tried to double up on him and then that just gave him someone else to run around. So yeah. Yeah. it was, uh, he wins a lot of penalties but he doesn't go down that easy, like yeah. really. So, yeah. It's a, I mean, uh, Palace puts him into sixth at the moment. Any thoughts on where realistically you think he'll finish? How old? If you look at the table, we're actually fourth. So, no, sorry. Yeah, come on. This, we we are in Champions League places. Yeah, the no, stats, man. Yeah, no, no two deal gets past you. Yeah, so we were third for a while until Arsenal won. But ah, hmm. uh, look, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the ride this weekend with Palace because yep. the eventual will stop. When, then, yeah. when was the last time you were in Europe? Well, we, uh, we were in the, in the Intertoto Cup oh, in the late nineties, and that's when we got relegated. <laughs> and for some reason, oh, it's the year that we'd made the FA Cup. Semis or something, and by some weird quirk, we got into the Intertono Cup yeah. and got relegated, and that was rubbish. <laughs> and we were going bust anyway. Um, but we were ch- our history was all changed by um, when we finished third. We were supposed to go into Europe, and it was just when the English clubs kind of came back in, and there was the whole you know after the hooligan oh, ban, yeah. yeah. So and Liverpool, the FA gave Liverpool an extra year ban, and Arsenal finished top, Liverpool was second, and we were third. So Liverpool was supposed to get the extra year ban, so we were going to go in the UEFA Cup. And then the FA looked and went, oh, shit, we're not going to let Palace in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Liverpool learned their lesson. Uh, <laughs> they can go back in. Oh, and we got shafted. Mm-hmm. And then and then he had right left for Arsenal. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. And so will you so, try and get back if you get into Europe? Yeah, oh, that'd be fun. But, yeah. It's hard because uh, we've been in Europe the last four seasons in a row. Newcastle? Wow. No, not Newcastle. They're babies. <laughs> um, and, yeah, it's hard. You want to go back so badly, but it's tough. Hmm. Yeah, it's... um. Well, I haven't seen him play for a long time because every time we go back, it's like the wrong time of year. It's summer. Yeah. Yes. One day, one day. Um, Everton won one. The other sort of big derby match, which uh, probably the big implications was, of course, Rogers going. Um, yeah, three years left on his contract as well. I mean, I was thinking, you know, is this going to be the time when a, a club actually sticks and is very, very patient with a manager or is it going to be the same thing of string results and, you know, very bad results? Then he gets the arse and uh, gets the ladder. Um, so Klopp's pretty much lined up to take things on. Rogers made a good point and he said they've finished fifth mm. and they've got the fifth highest wage bill. And he said that kind of, you know, yep. there's yep. a lot of correlation in that. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they, okay, they signed all the players, but they're not players on big money. Yeah. No. You know, they're not big names. Danny Ings is. Surely not earning that much money. Yeah, no. Yeah, and he said the transfers out of his hands a lot, and and mm-hmm. the transfer policy was a bit hit and miss. Like I don't know, they just the pieces didn't seem to quite no. fit. And oh. it, no, you go. I was just going to say, as far as the transfer policy, I mean, there's always the whole thing of unless you're in that inner circle of Liverpool, you don't know who's fully responsible for who gets who chooses who comes in and not, and mm-hmm. you know, and then you know, Brendan Rodgers and other people in the club are only going to say certain you know lines to the media as to you know. What actually happened? Then are we going to be too frank until you know until they're out of a job probably, and then mm-hmm. might open up a bit more. But it's it, I think I think transfer committees in theory a good idea, sort of along the lines of Moneyball. If it's the club that's left to hold the players, but it's a holding of you know the manager has to have a very big say in who they bring in and who they don't, and you know uh, yeah. So it's it's always interesting as to how it plays out with trying to do that whole committee thing. But I think because of the way. He talked and some of the things he came out with, he kind of became a bit of a figure of fun, and I think that took away from what he did. Like, oh, he, on that point, he does look like Mayor Quimby. So he does look like Mayor Quimby. He's got really dry lips as yeah. well. He kind of reminds me, like if you put a little bit of eyeliner on him, he could be from like some eighties new romantic movie. Have a look about him. Like, yeah, he does. You know, and he's uh, so small. Remember when I saw him next to Fergie before? I think it was before the Hillsborough. Uh, Sort of memorial game a couple of years ago, and he was really tiny, even next to Fergie. Um, Aguero towers, I think. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Now Sterling does as well. <laughs> but I mean, that season he finished second. So you know, Suarez was a big part of that. But I think people kind of kind of downplay what Rogers achieved there. And mm. yeah, he did get manager of the year, but it's still yeah. But oh, even like now, people sort of you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. And they, you know, that they lost. Suarez and Sturridge was out most of the year. Yeah. And they just spent all the money on mm. just like crap. Sturridge for Barini. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens. Like someone gets big money for a, a player and all the clubs go, oh, we've got all that money. We're going to double it. And yeah. so it's really hard if you can actually mm. say, well, no, we're going to buy players first, then we'll let you go. Yeah. That works out. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Southampton had a nice old time off Liverpool's <laughs> yes. uh, money. Yes, yeah. good times. Did see a joke about you know who's going to buy all the Southampton players now for expensive prices. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, as, as far as Klopp coming in, I mean, he won, what, two Bundesligas and got to a Champions League final. I mean, is he the right person for the role? No. 
Well, look, I think there's a lot of things that say will be. Um, you know, he's, he likes a project, and he seems like you know, I, I love him, and like you know, some of the quotes he's come out were fantastic. If you're a Liverpool fan, would you love him? Yeah, I mean, I think he's perfect for Liverpool. Okay. Yeah. It'd just be interesting to see how he adjusts to yeah. English football because, like, he's only the second German to manage yeah. in the English Premier League, and the other one was um, Felix McGat. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah. it's you know it's, it could be a difficult transition for him. It's a hard act to follow. It is a hard act to follow. And and even like when you look at players, not a hu- there's not a huge amount of German players like no, that's come true. through. Like yeah. again, there was Klinsmann. Um, yeah, you know, Balak played for a while, but he, Balak never was as good as he should have been. No, came to Chelsea. It was a little content, and I guess you know, there's always been that sort of England Germany yeah. rivalry, which yeah. maybe played into that a bit. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what kind of players he can get, like if he can pull over maybe uh, Gundogan and um, I'd like to see Marco Royce come over as well. Um, but yeah, he's he's a good character to have in the league, I think, and yeah, I hope he does well because I've got a bit of a soft spot for Liverpool. It's funny how being a good character is sort of the importance of it, I guess, in EPL as far as being able to, you know, be in press conferences and what have you and play up to the fans and media. Yeah. Otherwise, the media will take you apart and, you know, some managers do it better than others, but it's... I think it's part of the it's part of the spectacle. It's yeah. Like, you know, oh, yeah, he yeah. likes it. Like, as much as Mourinho's, you know, some of the stuff he comes out of you, but it's, it's just an old pantomime theatre yeah. of all. And I mean, he was even saying about the Diego Costa thing, Mourinho was saying, you know, you pay me bucks to see stuff like this. Yeah. You know, this is the controversy and, you know, people just being complete bricks and getting away with it. It's near the pen of mine, but anyway. Um, so, so okay, um, we'll see what happens there with um, Klopp, but um, I was going to say, Dick Advocats go on, does anybody really care? It's not a surprise. Yeah. He shouldn't have stayed. Really. Yeah. I don't know why he did. Yeah. Sunderland are just a bit of shambles. Yeah. Well, they go through more managers than Palace. Nine crazy. managers in ten years. I mean, who'd want that job? Yeah, I mean, even like Sam Allardyce and things like that, would he just go, nah, not even for me? I mean, is that- I mean someone like that who's been out for a bit and can go in and get a payday. But like, I heard, um, uh, who's the Burnley manager? Uh, Sean Dice. Sean Dice. Yeah, Dice like, yeah, That would be a terrible, like, you just can't see him doing that because that would be a stupid decision. Yeah, I mean, he was with a team that he talked to the Premier League and yeah. he's been with them for a while, whereas you're coming in and try and sort out this, you know, put out fires and. It's almost like when, when Solskjaer went to Cardiff. <laughs> I was kind of thinking, why you don't, don't, don't do it? It's mm. going to put your career back for yeah five years. But so that means you're not going to take the job, Jim. Well, I'm just playing it down just yeah. now. But, yeah, if yeah. I, as long as I can keep Stephen Fletcher, that's that's all I care about. Yeah, if Benny was here, and make jokes about um Graham Arnold being linked with European jobs and this son one man, but he's not. So um, <laughs> as far as uh, Mourinho. Um, where are they? I'm not sure where they are on the ladder. It's so far down. Chelsea, they're yeah. um, what, fifth, fifth from bottom. Fifth from bottom. Uh, where Newcastle want to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> actually, they're, they're above. Yeah, they're well, above. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really quite gutted now we only got a point against Chelsea. Yeah. 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 Easy, easy points. Um, you know, is Marino going to be about able to get them out of this rut? I mean, um, is he sort of a man that's going to stick around or is it just that uh, Abramovich will get tired of him? What thoughts? I think what they've struggled with is, even though the, on the pitch their influence had waned, you've, they lost their spine. You know, they lost Czech. Terry is is a bit in and out. Uh, Lampard's gone and Drogba's gone. So that that four that he had from his first time round that was so strong and so strong in the dressing room, and they, yes. were, they were winners and they were leaders, and they knew they had that mentality. You know, 
those guys walked into your dressing room, you were like, yeah. fuck yeah, we were on. And you've lost three of them, and the fourth one's influence is like where Gerard was last year. Like, yeah. he's not in a good place. And uh, then that's, that's true. Actually. And that yeah. is just fed into the mentality of people. They got a, their team's hardly any different from last year, really, because yeah. you know Lampard and Drogba and Czech weren't really playing. Like maybe Lampard was playing more than the other guys, but Czech and Drogba were were big parts. Yeah. But it's just having those leaders around, you know. And it's been pulled out a lot. But Ivanovic is just—he used to be one of the most consistent players I've ever seen, and he's just completely just yeah. his games just collapsed. Yeah, he was yet another fantasy football player that burned to be badly. Um, this season, and I just can't forgive him. But uh, I mean, as far as Terry goes, I mean, the same thing with Gerard. I mean, was there any way that you can sort of do the band aid technique in, in January? They're not going to be able to sell him anywhere or anything like that. But I mean, can you, you can't see him playing for anyone else. Yeah, you can't get him out, and he's well, clearly you, rare. you need him still there. You need him in the dressing room. Like, but if he's, he's, he's probably like at that point where he can't do the things he wants to do hmm. anymore, and so then that frustrates him, and then yes. that feeds him, you know, yeah. uh, you got to manage it somehow. But yeah, like. Um, if they if he's not able to be on his game, then that starts to feed into him, and he's thinking about himself and not the people around him. Yeah. And you know, as we all know from playing the game, like mentality and your your confidence and is is massive. Yeah, yeah. And it's um uh, contagious. Yeah, yeah that's it. He's yeah, the best true. best player in the world, but like, the minute you hit bad form, then you know the nerves kick in. And yeah, and then everything you start questioning everything you do, and you get on each other's backs, and you can see it's just like a hazard. hazard. You know, hazard's yeah. just a shadow of the player he was. And yeah. I think the way you know, it just seems like Mourinho's combusting, sort of like he did in the last season of Real Madrid. You know, the, the whole thing with the doctor is just being, yeah, that, like yeah, all yeah. things like that just feed into that. Yeah. What you're talking about, yeah. yeah and sometimes he just needs to shut up. Yeah, yeah like and that's thing. Well, it's part of the pantomime. He should just be. Pulling the curtains and just like screw yeah, you. Because his whole thing is he tries to put the, take the pressure off the team and put it onto him, but it's yeah. just it's gone the wrong way. Mm. It's just interesting that you might have to put some emphasis on the team, but yeah, um, yeah, they'll be top four. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll find a way. Like, I think they'll improve. I don't know. I don't know if they'll improve that much though. Um, on the basis that Man City are the only half decent team, and the like. The other big clubs are just as inconsistent at the moment. Yeah. But what's the gap? What's the gap at this point? Well, eight points is Chelsea and Man United are on 16. So Arsenal 16 and Man City on. So they're eight points ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, to be fair, that is that is still achievable. Um, but it's going to take a hell of a turnaround. Yeah. Uh, indeed. I mean, I was going to say, usually it's an ominous sign, but Chelsea have come out and backed Mourinho saying he's the man for the job. But usually that leads to sackings. But I think in the case of Chelsea, they'll stick by him. Mm. Um, just, just quickly move on to a few other things, but uh, I'll just say as far as, uh, Watford, Norwich and Bournemouth, um, not Burnmouth, uh, between them before this weekend, they had 24 points between them, which is, um, only, it's the second time that teams have had that many points since the start of the Premier League. And generally the last time that Whenever the three promoted teams have stayed up, they've had less points than what these three teams have at the moment. So it's yeah. kind of a good sign for them that yeah. there's a good chance that they, all three of them, could stay up statistically. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plans out, especially with like teams like Sunderland and Newcastle going so badly. Mm. And um, Villa, in Villa, Villa's yeah. worst ever start to the season. Yeah, I mean the current bottom three is yeah. Um, maybe how it'll finish at the end of the season. I mean, it, it's easy to say that now being you know eight games in and them sitting there and looking so dismal. Um, I'm just going to keep on piling on the misery and see if James will take the bait, but he's just 
doesn't care very much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Bour- Bournemouth as well. They've just been hit by massive injuries. They've yeah. just lost, you know, Wilson and yeah, um, Coventry, yeah. yeah, Mings and stuff like that. They, they've lost. They, did they? They're going to find it hard this year, which is mm. a shame. But and you know, over that stuff because they're kind of a localish club to me. So yeah. Did you see their, the highlights from their game of the weekend? No, no. Like they were one 0 up, and then Boric just passed it oh, yeah. to um, uh, uh, one of the Watford strikers. Just gave it away. Just total moment of madness. I think previous pod we were talking about Boric and um, Federici being the keepers, and you bagged them out. And I'm like, oh no, Federici's good, and Federici will probably get a run soon. And I'll see how bad they are. I bagged out Federici. Yeah, and I said Boric has you know got some good skills, but he was the guy that did the Cruyff turn and got it all wrong as well. Yeah, he did that against Arsenal as well. Yeah, that's quite funny. Um, and as well, there was a, one of the defenders for Bournemouth. I think it was Steve Cook. He tried that. I know where it kicked from outside the box. It was like Trevor Sinclair esque, and um, Gomez pulled out a wonder save to enemy of football. Um, but yeah, check it out. <laughs> brilliant from a big defender as well. I never heard about Steve Cook. Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, YouTube it very much. All right, well, we'll move along off away from EPL and go a little further north. Uh, Aberdeen have been, of course, topping the Premiership. Um, but they ran into a bit of a problem on the weekend in the shape of St Johnston. Boom, five one. Uh, another another goal to watch out for. Brian Easton scored a left footed flying volley, like the Canio esque from the outside of the box. Possibly the best goal a St Johnston player has ever scored. So wow. check it out. And yeah, I was because uh, it was good that we were actually looking like we'd have a title race. But then Aberdeen had just self combusted in the last couple of weeks, and yeah, it looks like it'll be the usual. March for Celtic, unfortunately. Yeah, one health race. Um, yep. But it's been a good month for us because we also beat Rangers in the Cup 3 ah. 1. And Rangers were unbeaten in the league, and everyone, the, the Rangers chairman came out and said, Oh, we're going to win the Cup. Next season, we're going to get in Europe after we get promoted. And then we came out and stuffed them 3 1 at Ibrox. <laughs> so satisfying. <laughs> so, such a beautiful thing. Uh. Um, and also the other thing on Scottish League is that Dundee United are trying to get this Johnson manager Tommy Wright because um, they sacked Jackie McNamara after we beat them but we've refused them permission to talk and Wright said well the noise is that Wright doesn't want to go it's a bit of a poison chalice the United job so it'd be a strange one if he did but you know stranger things have happened so on other Dundee Related news, Dundee FC have um, uh, their debut for Jesse Curran, who's formerly of Central Coast Mariners and also formerly of Devonport Strikers here in Tasmania. Um, so he had a, a debut on the weekend coming on at like 45 minutes uh, in midfield and apparently had a, um, a, a very promising and impressive um, start to you know, hopefully a good career over there, good for Tasmanian footballers to uh, be on the up. Um, not so much Central Coast Mariners, we don't care about them. Uh, but kind of says something, doesn't it, that Scottish football is a step up from the early. <laughs> it does, especially Dundee shitty club that it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it might be a bit like that. Um, okay, just before we go into Euro 2016 preview, just uh, one quick little thing. Uh, Josh Lambeau, who I'm sure neither of you have heard of, um, he's a reserve goalkeeper for FC Dallas previously. On the weekend, he was um, playing for the uh, San Diego Chargers in Gridiron, and then scores a level two seconds to go, and he kicked the winning field goal. So, you know, goalkeepers, multi skilled. Field goal. Field goal in gridiron. Oh, in gridiron. Yeah, okay. yeah, you changed Proper football. No, no, no. But you changed. He changed over and he, uh, he kicked the winning field goal. I, so. I still can't get, you know, 
the Australians call it gridiron. Yeah, Australians didn't. Yeah, no, but it's not just you. Everyone does. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah. American football. Like, you know, yeah. it's um, so, yeah. Where's where's it come from? I didn't want to use a football term, so if you said American football, and you can yeah. think MLS, you know, instead of soccer um, or something like that. But um, I'll, I'll put, well, we'll point out that as a goalkeeper, um, he actually uh, muffed his first shot, but it was ruled offside, so he retook it and <laughs> scored the winner then. So, I've, yeah. um, I've been watching a bit of the MLS actually because it's on BN Sports and. It's been quite good, actually. Mm. Now they've got some decent players in it, and Drogba's been ripping it up. And the crowds actually look pretty good. Yeah. The atmosphere seemed decent, so it, that's half the battle. It, it's improving quite a bit. And I know, I remember hearing like the um, commissioner for um, MLS talking, like they have really realistic targets of increasing the audience by like huge amounts. Um, but also, there's the whole thing of getting these, excuse me, more wealthier players and better players on there. It's going to start drawing players from South America to North America as well so they're expecting the quality of you know, start building from that as well so um, it'd be interesting to see how it goes I mean it's going to be a long time before you can out-compete Europe for money um, and what have you but it, it should go on pretty great ones oh, they, they can out-compete anyone for money if they want to oh, yeah. yes. um, you know, and that's why they'll come in and buy all the European clubs hmm. um, so but you can see it's if they become if they get into the game like they could do then that's going to be on a world stage. You know, they're coming, yeah, they're coming close yeah. with their team, their, their national team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, when you see the amount of money that they play, like, the first baseballers, you know, getting, mm. like, some of the highest paid sportsmen in the world. So, if I say football can grow a bit more, then, yeah, the rest of the world could be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the US has a similar issue with Australia and you've got a sort of youngish league, they're a bit older. Um, but there's always the issue of, you know, some big franchises, lots of money, and then the smaller ones that continually fall over, and that's sort of the risk of, I mean, you don't have the promotion relegation, you've got large distances to cover compared to Europe where you're playing in a very small area. Um, so, it, you know, be intrigued, but it'll probably very much get there and um, uh, become a lot more bigger and popular, and we'll see it more on our TV screens. Anyway, uh, going back across the, uh, what's your Atlantic. Atlantic. Thank you. Um, that's so, why you're here. Pardon? Yeah. That's why he's here. Geography. Geography. Yeah. And puns. <laughs> Don't forget the puns. Uh, so Scotland uh, will pay, play Poland at Hampton Park on the 8th of October before travelling to uh, Gibraltar on the 11th. Yeah. Gibraltar. Uh, Mr. Awa. Yeah, so so we, we're four points behind Ireland. Um, they have to play Poland away in Germany at home. And we've got Poland at home and Gibraltar away. So... I, I don't think Ireland will get any points out of those two games. So if we can get a draw against Poland, beat Gibraltar, we'll be yeah, able to Yeah, well, that's, we, we'll probably beat Poland and lose to Gibraltar. <laughs> um, but that'll put us through into the playoff because our head to head against Ireland is better. So, yeah, Friday morning is the Poland game. But we've got to face fucking Lewandowski. Yeah. Um, 12 goals in four games. So, He's yeah. dead. That's all I can do. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm still hopeful. I think we can sneak a draw against Poland, but it wouldn't surprise me if the last game in the group Germany turn up against Ireland with a sort of half baked team and just take the piss in Ireland, sneak a point, and we have another glorious failure. Even though we've extended it to 24 teams, we still can't get there. <laughs> when was the last time you guys qualified for a major? 98 France. Was that was that long ago? That long ago. It's been painful. I, I honestly I've said it since. It was announced that the World Cup was going to Qatar. 
that's when we'll qualify when it's 50 degrees <laughs> and you can't drink <laughs> guaranteed like but, but your flights now it's done deal so it's quite interesting isn't it? because lots of whenever you go to big tournaments even if Scotland aren't there the Scottish are there in their droves yeah can you see them doing that in Qatar, like they they're going to get sunburned and they can't drink. Surely that is like every Scotsman's worst nightmare. It, it is. It's honestly. It's and that's why we'll qualify. Just they'll probably win the World Cup and there'll be no. Fans yeah, there's no one there. We're all yeah. be fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's um, yeah. I don't know. We might sneak through, and it'd be you know France would be a nice one to qualify for. Um, yeah, we shall see. We shall so see. Be tense on Friday morning. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, watch that. Space. So, uh, yeah. with the Euros getting extended to 24 teams, I'm obviously for it because it gives Scotland a better chance and it's good to see teams like Iceland and that. But what's your thoughts, Gav? So, yeah, ever since they expanded the World Cup to 32 teams, I've kind of probably not, even though I love watching it, it's probably, I don't know, it's it's kind of lost lost it a bit. It's just kind of too big now, too long. Right, 32 teams. You kind of do need that many for a World Cup in some ways, but the old 24 teams, you know, it worked. It worked well. I liked it. But I think for Europe, it just seems a bit too too big. I remember when it was an 18 tournament, you know, two groups of four, and that wasn't long enough. And I think the 16 was just just right. You know, it's... With, with like the World Cup and the, like I mean the thirty two teams that that's all I've ever known it as. But I mean it, when it was smaller, I guess in same with the Euros, it was easier to keep across all the games. Whereas you know watching the World Cup, you just can't see all the games. You can't keep across all the years yeah. of what's going on. It's just uh, you know, saturation of football, which is in some ways great. But and it, yeah. lot, you know lots of the smaller countries have improved, and it's mm-hmm. just been the natural progression of it. Um, but yeah, I'd, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's if you if you spread it out. Like, I love watching football, but if you're just spreading it out a bit too much for just for the TV money, then yeah. it's, that's the kind of concern. You know, the way that the Champions League's gone. Like, well, the Europa League is a prime uh, example. Yes, like I saw, yeah. I, I saw, I saw one of the groups, and I, I thought, honestly, I only know one of those teams. Yeah. Like, that's just that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I remember, do you remember when they put the two group stages into the Champions League? Yeah. And that was just ridiculous. Like, they had kind of, you know, you play it. Bunch of group games for a couple of months, and it's like let's have another that's round. That's that's just, just to get yeah, it, give me that money. Yeah, and they also knew that the big clubs are more likely to finish top of a round robin. Gone are the days when, like you know, Red Star Belgrade could just shock someone. Yeah, Dundee United you know, could beat Barcelona yeah, and things like that. It yeah. doesn't doesn't happen as much. But, when you... Yeah, if it's just the the old you know two games, like in the Europa League, should go back to that. It's just got a straight the, knockout. The Europa League is just a farce, then. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's mainly about you know having something that the um, Champions League teams that get knocked out can drop into, so they've still got revenue streams yeah, coming on. Yeah, I mean, it's still just yeah. all. Yeah. And that's yeah. Anyway, that's going off the whole yeah. Euro okay. thing, but yeah, pretty good point. Uh, do you have any comments about England or just all the people that uh, you wish were in there? Well, it's like yeah, I think that I they should try and kind of mix up the squad a little bit. I mean, it's against I, Estonia I'm, and Lithuania. Is it too much? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Look, I'm obviously biased with Palace, but there's. Like Scott Danny's playing at the back of the Palace has just yeah. been a great. He's just a classic English centre back, yeah. and um, I'm glad we kept Everton away from him. And you just think, well, get him in there, give, give him, you know, get him into the mix. And like, um, like Punchin's another one who's like really underrated, and he's just can slot in 
anyway around in that front four. And he's just, he, over the last couple of years, he's just come on leaps and bounds. So, yeah, I don't know. Irving's always nice with national teams if you get rid of the secret cows and you know blood some people that haven't been in there. Yeah, like it's uh, uh, yeah. Roy Hodgson's interesting. I like. I don't know how we'll go. You know, we'll just go shit house when it comes down to next June. What always happens. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. My optimism of England has has kind of yeah waned about probably about six seven years ago. I suppose more than that. Mm. Yeah. And that's my my worry is that as soon as. English people don't think they're going to win a tournament, they'll probably win it. Yeah. Because that's, you know, the usual is right before the tournament, everyone gets hyped up and then there's too much pressure and the team collapses. And it might be if there's not that pressure, they might just do something. Well, people should probably, they they don't stop and think Premier League, national team, they they can't separate that. They just see this kind of huge roller coaster of. Premier League spreading its way, you know, it's, it's winning so many battles across the globe against other sports, yeah, other leagues. Yeah. It's just immense, and it's because it's an entertainment. It's, mm-hmm. but you know, as we're finding in Europe at the moment, the English teams are struggling, and then, yeah, the actual English team, I don't know, doesn't really have an identity, maybe like it used to. Right? Yeah, I actually heard a um, um, audio article about the, I think it was on the Guardian, a long read one, and it was all about how the English team doesn't have an identity but their fans represent their identity but then there's a the whole thing of how the fans kind of represent all these uh, British things not necessarily English yes. and it's just all these really bizarre things and it's just kind of like they've lost their way and they don't know what they're doing anymore and it's just a, yeah, a mush of identity and yeah England probably could do with defining themselves a bit more or just playing good football um, alright we'll move on a little and uh, Jim has a book review yeah so I've been listening to Stevie Gerrard's autobiography on audiobook. Um, surprisingly, they didn't get me in to do the voiceover. But it's weird because it's read by another scouser, like not Stevie Gerrard, but someone who just sounds exactly like him. I don't really understand it. But it's it's interesting book, and I like Gerrard a lot, but there's some really fucking hilarious moments in it. Um, so I'll, I'll read a few for you. Just, oh, no way, I've cut me dick. <laughs> That was one of my favourites. Almost crashed the car. <laughs> so all right, um, and he, he goes into probably the most uh, detail he goes in about anything is the goal celebrations, like ridiculous amount. Right, and there's one again. I nearly crashed. This is exactly how it was read. He goes, Luis Suarez ran toward me. The crowd behind him erupting in pure joy. He waggled his finger, pointed at me as he ran towards me. It was as if he was saying, "You, you, 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 you." You and I'm thinking, could you stop seeing you? You, you, you. <laughs> That's exactly how it's said. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been interesting. There's nothing sort of too, you know, revelationary. But you know, apparently Benitez was really cold, but a good tactician, and uh, he, he talks highly of Brendan Rogers. But yeah, so no, it's a good read, and it's, it's definitely worth getting the audio book for a for a chuckle anyway. Is there any moments when he tells people to calm down, calm down? It doesn't, but I'll tell you what, see if you were to play a drinking game and had a drink every time you said me when you should say my, yeah, you'd okay. be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's, 
interesting. That's uh, interesting that only a Scotsman could base a drinking game on an audio book. That's yeah, quite, that's quite good. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that's what life is all about, yeah, especially while you're driving and listening to it. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Any police looking, listening, uh, the car was stationary. Because it crashed into a tree. Not because of the drink, because of Gerard's yeah. voice. You were kicking yourself laughing. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, the other. You uh, your dick when you crashed. Oh no, I've cut my penis! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit that in and put a little a loop. Yeah, anyway. All right, uh, the other league we haven't talked about is the A League, which uh, starts this week. Uh, there is teams playing on Thursday night, which I don't care about, because Friday night is Victory versus Adelaide and. Jim, eventually, after going through about five different teams, chose Victory as his team to follow. Um, oh, God. But I, I don't really give a shit, though. And that's that's what's really hard, is if I watch a Victory game, if I want to be interested in it, I need to put a bet on it, or I don't give a shit. Like, I, I just I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and, do you need to put like a bet on who will be the last scorer? And that way you kind of get your attention all the way to the any time, Any time scorer yeah. bet. So I always yeah. have an any time scorer yeah. bet on it. Got me there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, like, oh, I scored the first minute. Oh, yeah. fuck and the thing is, like, victory are too good for me to support. I can't. They're yeah, a big club. Yeah. And it's like people keep asking me if I support an AFL team. Like, oh, you must support the Hawks. And I was like, well, if I was to, it wouldn't be the Hawks because they're too good. I just, I'm not used to a team who wins. Mm. It just doesn't feel right. So I've adopted the Bulldogs. Because oh, yeah. they kind of remind me of Palace. They're playing similar colours. Yeah. Plucky underdogs. That's, no money. Yeah. You know, in a bit of a rough suburb of Melbourne. You know, yeah, so I kind of, you know, got a soft spot for them. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I need. Mm. I should, te- I, I should technically support St Kilda along similar lines because they're the Saints and yeah. St George and the Saints. But I don't give a shit about AF. If I don't give a shit enough about A League to support a team, I'm not going to do it with the AFL. So. so I'm guessing you don't have a, uh, a team in the A League. Well, I kind of had a soft spot for the Wanderers just because of Popovich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. And, you yeah, know, I like, I like him. He's, he's a hero. And, um, I met him at the casino down in Hobart. Oh, is he? And he's so fucking tall. He's, <laughs> he's a centre back. Yeah. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. just like, <laughs> I don't think I'm that short, really. I don't I'm about six foot. Like, and he was really nice. Was, yeah. Um, felt like a little schoolgirl shaking his hand and, yeah, having a bit of a yeah. chat to him, and so yeah, I kind of had it. Yeah, and then they kind of did really well in the first season. And I was like, hang on, this is a bit weird. I'm not used to following teams that go well. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think the victory because when they came down to Tassie for a few games, I thought, yeah, I can get into this. And me and Bendy went, and they had flares, and yeah, that was fun. that was yeah. that was yeah. good. Um, yeah. But then they stopped coming, and yeah, I thought, nah. If yeah. Tassie had a team, I would, I would support that. Which is never going to happen. No. no. They can't have an e- any AFL team then. How are they going to have an A League team? Well, there's been, there's been a bit of a push to think, well, let's get an A League team. Mm. Because let's get in before they do get an AFL team. Yeah. You get in there and you steal that fan base and you still get those sponsors. Mm. And it's definitely growing. Yeah. Like football's definitely taking over and a lot of the kids as well. So it would be a good yeah. time to do it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just trying to, yeah. And it'd be great to have it. Team. Mm. It would be hard about where you base it, and you can yes. do that. You need a proper, a decent stadium. Like in the north, it's not really. It would have to be at Aurora, really. Wouldn't it? Yeah, and then that's not really good. The seats, or yeah, maybe K- yeah, it would have to be maybe KGB. That's yeah. probably the only one that's set, set up, up properly almost for football. Yeah. If we win the lottery, we could set our own team up. That'd be great. Yeah, that could work. Yes. Yeah. Fancy football comes to Tassie. Real yes. Life. What do we mean? What about our team? 
We clicked into yeah, we'll, No, we'll but I mean, we're taking it to a whole new level. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. We'll, we'll, take, we'll take lots of steroids and stuff. And, yes, right. Mel, we only won one million on the lottery. We, <laughs> wasn't it a 70 million rollover? Like, no, no. <laughs> I just bankrolled. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, like, whenever I have my little daydreams about winning the lottery, the, the prime part of it is building a like an indoor football facility like World of Soccer they have in Edinburgh and basically just my job would be just running it and I'd just kick about there all day and watch football and play football and yeah and then I wake up and I'm really depressed that's <laughs> <laughs> not my life no it's still time uh, other early things uh, Thomas Sorensen, Sorensen uh, goalkeeper seems to be about the only big sort of well known player that I know of that's come across there's probably others that have missed who's joined Melbourne City um, but also Tasmania Watch Alert. Uh, Andy Brennan, uh, of course, signed on at Newcastle Jets. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Now uh, he got signed on before they had a new manager. So hopefully he gets a good run. Um, Do you know if he's been playing in pre-season? Or? No idea. Um, yeah. I, I saw some of his South Melbourne footage and he, he looked the goods in those matches there. So hopefully he's, you know, got a good, um, the door for getting in early. He's, a, he's, a, he's a pretty unique combination in that he's fast. He's, he, He's really tall and good in the air, but he's he's almost elegant as well. Like yeah. Kind of the opposite of Crouch, kind of. So I was going to say it's like me. Yeah, well, yeah, or the opposite of you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm Crouch. Yeah. He's, uh, nah, he's definitely got, hopefully, the ability to, to make it. Yeah. Okay, good, good. All right. Well, that's um, the, most of the show. I think it's time for uh, Who's That Covered in Gravy? Uh, do we have an intro song? Um, or do we make the new guy do it? No, um, no, I, I haven't planned anything actually. Um, you know, I could pull out my usual Dutch or Scouse accent, but I've already done a Scouse accent today, so I won't be start afresh. Um, well, you can make some kind of rhyme that is about who's that covered in gravy. One of our kind has gone off to the navy, or you know. See, like see, he's paying for his. Uh, he's he's yeah. earning his earning his wages already. Yes, very much so. Uh, so shall I, wait a minute. Hold on. Who's that covered in gravy? This is me, the advocate on my houseboat, and I hope Bendy's having a nice time in the Navy. <laughs> this is welcome to the quiz. Now I'm going to eat some waffles. Yes, now I have my waffles and my pancakes and my ham and cheese toasties. <laughs> Alright, thank you for the official introduction. So, um, for listeners that don't know, I'll read out a clue. I need my notepad. Oh wait, yeah, you prepare while I go through the rules. I read out a clue to the player. And if you know the answer, you call out gravy. If no one's got it right, uh, I'll move on. If you guess and you guess wrong, the other person has the right of reply. You can't guess until they've had a guess. Not until the next clue, actually. Anyway, uh, we will go right into it. Okay, so first one is, I was PFA Young Player of the Year in 1995 and 1996 in England. Gravy. Robbie Fowler. Correct. Oh, bloody hell. Boom. There we go. I feel like talk of scat. Was that in Gerard's? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I knew uh, I wanted to play football. I was going to say, was the I was gonna say Michael Owen, and then I thought, wait, 98 World Cup. Yeah, so yeah, I was glad that I didn't pick Gerard. And like, that, that happens every now and then. The clues end up lining up with something that comes up. Yeah, don't, don't feel bad. I'm just special. Yeah. Uh, I'll just point out that in um, 2011, he played in the Select World 11 team against the Czech, Czech, Czech Nin. Dictator Ramzan Kadarov Select 11. It was like this evil thing of going and playing yeah, for a dictator. But he did it because he probably got some money. He probably got paid in coke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a big coke. Yes. I don't even need my notepad. 
Yeah. So good. Uh, Jim's usual thing is he, uh, like, you read out of clues and he's like writing things down and he'll write things down like football player. Yeah. Just numbers. Yeah. Or draw pictures and things like that. Okay. All right. Okay. Moving on. So Jimmy's on one. It's best of three. All right. So number two. In my two international games for England, I scored a total of zero goals. Wow. Gravy. David Nugent. No. Oh, no. He scored. Gravy. Jeff Thomas. No. Uh, I was once charged with assault and had to wear an electronic tracking tag, forcing me to rush home from games to beat my curfew. Gravy. Jermaine Pennant? No. Oh, good. That's what I would have said. Yeah. Um, Gravy. Uh, Andy Carroll? No. One of my previous jobs was working in a factory making carbon fibre. I might move on to the next one. Anything? No. I scored 34 goals in 40 appearances while playing for Fleetwood Town in the 2011-2012 season. Gravy. Jamie Vardy. Yeah. Did you get it? No. Yeah, no. no I was, yeah. When, when you said the, ta- the the sort of tag, I thought that sounds like it could be Jamie Vardy. Yeah. We don't usually, shit. don't usually go for newish players, but I just thought, you know, even current <coughs> players, but I thought I'd go with it. Um, there was a thing about David Nugent in there uh, and when asked about the best thing about being a Premier League footballer he answered getting free boots getting free boots getting free boots I'm done with that that's a good answer alright okay so 2-0 um, it's either going to be a clean sweep or Gav can get yeah, a little bit of I welcome him to, no, the, to the podcast okay. with yeah. the show I, can. I should yeah. have brought a notepad and drawn some <laughs> pictures of Gerard with his cup dick that's what you know what that is it does look like a cup dick I see it Yes. Okay. Oh no, he's throwing a picture of me, cut dick. <laughs> Don't encourage him, please. <laughs> All right. Okay, number three, uh, composure, everybody. All right. I played 53 times for my country, scored one goal, won the World Cup, and also the Champions League. Gravy. Manuel Neuer. No. Does this remind you of 15 to 1? Yes. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll pass. Next clue. <laughs> okay. I played for Sampdoria, Real Madrid, Middlesbrough, Olympiacos, amongst others, and generally as a right-sided midfielder. You can get me to read back the clues if you want. Gravy. Juninho. No. What was the other guy? Branco. Don't give him clues. With the curly hair, like really bad afro. Okay. Long hair. Something with things there. No, con. Long cloak. Warning. I have acted as a scout for Portsmouth. I'm currently a strategic advisor for Olympiacos, and I am working on from Paris to try and get a Pacific Island based A League team created. A what? Pacific Island based A League team created. Oh. They're working from Paris. Interesting. Um, so, just going back, you said he won the Champions League. Yes. World Cup. And he won the World Cup. Yep. Played in the team. So. Next clue was coming. Yep. I was born in Lafu, New Caledonia in 1970. I'm not 100% sure where that is. It's the Pacific Island. Yeah. yeah. 
But like, I'm just trying to think what country he would have played for. So France. I think. Um, I thought this was well known that this person had come from here. Okay, the last clue. Now we. I can't think of any French players that played or half decent that played for Middlesbrough. Kind of World Cup. Um, oh, okay, okay last clue. My surname sort of rhymes with the name of a meat dish, which is a slice of meat. Ah, uh, okay, gravy. Desai? No. No? Mm. So you get the rest of the clue. Yeah. My surname sort of rhymes with the name of a meat dish, which is a slice of meat, pounded thin, wrapped around a slice of ham and a slice of cheese, breaded and then pan fried or baked. Fuck is that? Oh, I know what that is. See it again? My surname sort of rhymes with the name of a meat dish, which is a slice of meat pounded thin, wrapped around a slice of ham and a slice of cheese, breaded and then pan fried or baked. That's a classic Australian dish. Oh, is that a par of me? No. Might be. Isn't that a par It's supposed to. You guys aren't Australians. I'm going to ignore that clue because that's going to confuse me. Okay. There's a schnitzel. The dish I'm talking about is a cordon bleu. The surname rhymes with Cordon Bleu. Oh, Cordon Bleu. Oh. No. Cordon Bleu. Um. I thought my first name is Christian. Cordon Bleu. Cordon Bleu. That's a pretty random one. Yeah. Tricky first name. If you'd said he had a stunning blonde model wife, I would have got it. Yeah, ah, he's divorced now. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're tough clues, but not my best efforts. Um, it's not often that we, no one gets it. Yeah, well, the clues were pretty obscure. But I, th- I thought I, I thought the New Caledonia thing, I thought that was just, he's the only person to come from there that's done anything footballing ever. Um, he, as, as far as Karen goes, he has done, um, you know, some footballers go on and do nothing, but he's done a lot of work for charity. He's like really out there, um, sort of trying to help the world in lots of good ways. Anyhow, so two one to James over Gavin on his first stint out. Um, it's yeah, always difficult when you just freeze up and with the clues coming in thick and fast. That's why you should have notes. Anyhow, doodles. Yeah, that uh, that uh, about concludes our first ever podcast minus one Benjamin Jones, uh, and been pretty good. So we'll say goodbye to James. Everything's better without Bendy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and a first goodbye to Mr. Gavin. I'll just do a straight goodbye. Very good. Thank you for listening, listeners. And until next time, this is Football Gravy. Gravy.